0: absolutely no idea what are you saying to me what are you saying Ah! what does it mean no that's how i start my other podcast (laughs) screaming because it's a screamy yeah (laughs) gosh i know this isn't screamies but we watched two of the weirdest horror movies i've seen in recent times and i was just like this is is this the mood for this year (laughs) what were they about um, Velvet Buzzsaw okay. just came out. <laughs> that sounds like a great <laughs> album name. It does. But... Well, and the, it was like this woman's um, like old artist name. She was the Velvet Buzzsaw, I think. Still, that's a pretty... When she did like punk art. Yeah, I was going to say that's like a pretty mm-hmm. punky kind of name. I think it was when she did like 80s punk art, so I was like, cool. cool. I mean, it's a character, so it's fake, but yeah. still cool. Um, but she... They find these paintings in this guy's house because he he like just died, and in his like will it said like destroy all of my stuff. Oh yeah, no and throw it away. No chance. Yeah, absolutely no chance. But this girl who's like struggling to you know become like an like an art buyer finds like it's in her building, uh-huh. and so she goes up there and she's like, wow, these are really good, and so then she starts selling them, and then you know they're cursed because he like. <laughs> Of yeah. course of course. He used like his own I mean this is like spoiler, sorry, for anyone who wants to watch a film of Buzzsaw. Uh I don't think this is a huge spoiler. He uses his own blood in the paintings oh, like of course. to get the red colour. And it's in every single painting. Huh. And even in the trailer, like they show you like people, obviously people start dying. That doesn't seem like it'd be um, a very good red color. It dries brown. I think it's supposed to be like a brownish red, like that's the oh, okay. point. But Got it. um the paintings are really interesting and they're all about it's like terrible childhood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So great to have around. Oh, wow. Um, but Tony Collette's in it, and that's exciting. Oh, yeah. She dies. I'll watch anything with Tony in it. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal is the main character. Sure. Mm-hmm. He's he's very funny. It's great. He's very funny. <laughs> it's it's really like a bizarre, like, dark comedy horror movie. I think I've heard of this. It's fascinating. Funny. Like, coming out, people were very excited about it. Yeah, it came out on Netflix, like, a couple days ago. Um, and it was good or weird or not good? I liked it, okay, but um, it's pretty strange <laughs> okay uh it's it's very non typical, which is why that's why I said we're watching weird ones right now, mm-hmm. and then today <laughs> we watched braid mm. um, which is like i mean even I feel like even talking about it a little bit gives it away. It's about this like these two girls who are like selling drugs and then they get caught kind of well, like they like the police break into their place, but they're able to get out before they get mm-hmm. there. And then they take a bus to go to their like childhood friend's house, but she's like psycho, oh and like is like continuously stuck in a game of house uh, like let's play house, and I'm the mom, and you're the kid. That's and- a lot of build up for something completely unrelated. That's like the very beginning of the movie, <laughs> okay, so very strange. Then, uh- very weird and then things get a lot and then things get weird whoa oh my gosh and uh i think i liked it quite a bit yeah. um but it also is like very strange so i'm like hard to say <laughs> what what is it what, what is, is what, what happening? is what is movie so that's cool yeah like, who are we I'm Alexis. I'm Haley. And this is Hysterical History. The other podcast I do where we don't talk about horror movies except for I just did. So, what are we really if we don't have our terms and labels? Who really are we? Who can we be? Who? How do we define ourselves? <laughs> no. Oh, sorry. I have to bring it up again. Okay. But Alyssa read a review of Braid mm-hmm. that was like this super pretentious dude, and he was like, it's about this, or it's about this, or it's about nothing. Does it even matter? And I'm like, it It does. It does. I think you're just sort bad of. at this. <laughs> you might be bad at this. Yeah, it was just like, <laughs> okay. Uh, that's a great pretentious cop-out. Does it matter? <laughs> does it really matter what it's about? <laughs> uh, so if... um. If you're in a college class, pull that one out on your essay. <laughs> yeah, just write that. Does, Does it matter what it's about? Does it matter? <laughs> but you're going to be in your history class and they're going to be like, <laughs> um, it most certainly World War II matters. Yeah, it a little matters. <laughs> Don't pull it out in your history class. In your art classes, 100%. In your, yeah, your like literature class, anything where anything you. Anything intangible. <laughs> if you interpret yes. stuff does it matter? The meaning. Right. that philosophy? That's going to blow their mind. Because they're going to be like, no, it doesn't. All it matters is how it makes you feel. Actually, I don't know if you can do it in philosophy because they've already seen that. They're not impressed. Yeah, yeah. Not in philosophy. But like in art class. Art class, perfect. Gym class, perfect. (laughs) But not in your history class. We'll let you know. Uh, This is hysterical history and uh, history teachers won't have it. No. None of my history teachers would have accepted that. But does it matter? They would have, like, looked at me like I was an idiot. It's like, I mean, maybe it doesn't in the grand scheme of stuff, but that's why we're in this <sighs> yeah. class is to think about if it does. Right. That's why what this class it is. You're going to have to explain why it doesn't matter, and it's just going to be just as much homework as if it did matter. Yeah. So it doesn't do anything for that's you. That's just a deeper, darker hole. Harder to, yeah. Always, I want to give you some college advice right before we get <laughs> I into love this. college advice time. Uh, it doesn't matter. Like, if they give you options for what to talk about, whether you think something's, like, good or bad or, like, positive or negative or, like, mm-hmm. did this have an impact or not, yeah. don't pick what you think. Always pick what has more sources. Yes. Whatever is easier to argue, that's what you do. Mm-hmm. I don't. It doesn't matter what you believe in your heart. No, it doesn't. They don't care. They just want you to make a good argument. Mm-hmm. College is about making a good argument, and that's it. And that's it. At least if you're in, like, liberal arts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely doesn't matter. Science, I don't know what they do, but— For us again, I mean, even in science, if it has more sources, yeah, it's going to be easier. It's probably more true. So that's just it. Just means you're joining a larger conversation, Mm -hmm. and it's way easier to it's way easier to do because you got people backing you up. Also, if you do uh, an essay on poetry and you include (laughs) like how the feet structure makes the poem good or Mm -hmm. like makes it the way it is, you're going to get an A automatically. Yeah. Unless you're like on a five hundred level class, they might. But if you're like a little more than that. Three ninety and below, you will get an A. Doesn't matter. (laughs) You'll get an A for feet structure. One hundred percent. I hate analyzing poems. It depends on the poem. I I just it's just a form that I don't like poking at too much. Sure. I'm just like it's five lines long and this (laughs) essay has to be how many pages? I don't know. Like I did an essay for um, Penelope Mm -hmm. which I love the poem and I was also in Greek mythology class and I had to write I think like a five page essay on it and it's like I want to say it's like 10 or 12 lines Um, and that's probably one of the best essays I've ever written (laughs) just because I knew like everything about it and so then I was like I'm so into this and it's going to be so good that's where I was doing my feet structure and my professor was like 105% (laughs) because he was trying to get me out of the curve yeah you you went beyond the curve. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the same one who told me to stop coming to class. So. Yeah. He's like, you're ruining everyone else's grade. And I'm like, mm, whose fault is that? Mm. I don't grade Ooh, them. Ooh, yikes. <laughs> Calling out the professor on mm, whose fault is that? It's yours. You're the grader. Maybe it's your fault. I mean, I don't actually want worse grades. So. You designed the test. So. I mean, mm-hmm. he he listened to me because then he just gave me above 100s the rest of the time. With <laughs> the next person them overachieving beyond the curve that's right what the hell I'm are we talking What the hell are we talking about today? i don't know it's you <laughs> oh, <laughs> i have man. no idea oh gosh so you're going on a cruise so i wanted to talk about boat <laughs> not like a lot of boat but just a little bit of boat yeah i'm going on a cruise for my birthday yeah wee Whee! And you already mentioned a world war, so why don't we just talk about like wars and stuff? Sure. I love boat wars. Yeah. So we're going to talk about uh, camouflage. Mmm. Camo. More than meets the eye. That is where you hide. I want to say it's nice that we're doing that on t- while our stuff is resting on the blanket that my uh, uncle was given in Vietnam. <laughs> That's camo. Is it? Kind of. I mean it's not like proper camo but I think it's supposed to help you blend in in the forest. Huh. Sure. Yeah. I thought I thought it was just like uh, just a cuz it's so like soft. I never think of anything yeah. military as being soft. Well, it's very thin too. And it's very thin. But but also I don't think Vietnam's cold, so. That's true. It just seems like it's too nice. <laughs> Especially to be from Vietnam it's, it's so long ago. It's too nice to be from Vietnam. That's what he told me. I would absolutely believe it's from the 70s, but not from a war zone. No, yeah. I mm-hmm. mean, he was a medic, so. Oh, sure. He's probably pretty safe Fish. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, camo. Camo. Let's talk about camo. Oh, uh, lots of things have camo in mm-hmm. the world. Different kinds for different areas. Yeah, there are... I don't know if they're, like, official, but there's three general categories of camouflage. Uh, One is, like, when you try to just, like, disappear, Mm -hmm. which is called a Crypsis. Okay. Uh, And that's, like, um, leopard spots, chameleons, changing colors, Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. Okay. Uh, There's mimesis. Penguins. Or mimicry. Okay. (laughs) There's... Penguins, (laughs) Penguins, <laughs> their own category of camo. No, I meant for the first one. <laughs> okay. I said it late. Oh, my gosh. Uh, and that's just, like, disguising as something else. Oh, like, you like, I'm going to pretend to be a bush or a rock, but really, I'm going to eat you. Yeah, like stick bugs, butterflies with, like, huge eyes on them. Those, like, flat fish that'll lay down and pretend and be like, blop, <laughs> I don't think uh, they make noise. And the third one is fun. It's motion dazzle. Whoa. <laughs> what? That sounds like an event of gymnastics in the Olympics. Kind of, yeah. Motion dazzle. Motion dazzle. It does the same thing, too. Motion dazzle is all about confusion. Ah. Uh, using loud, obvious patterns that make things visible but harder to locate. Give them um, the old razzle dazzle. <laughs> I'm going to do the motion dazzle. <laughs> I just imagine, what? like, busting out of the forest a soldier who's got like fans, but they, <laughs> yeah, but they have mirrors on them, so they're like shining ah. in their eyes, and they're like, "What is happening? What is? Do we shoot him or <laughs> what? I want to see where where this but goes." But they're also like, "Ah, because it keeps <laughs> blinding them every ah, twenty seconds." The motion dazzle. <laughs> Good Amazing. lord, the dazzle! <laughs> it's too much. It's too motiony. <laughs> and the Geneva Conventions are like, you can't use that anymore. <laughs> it's inhumane. It's Inhumane. <laughs> It's like mustard gas for it's, the eyes. <laughs> yeah, you can't use it. Can't use mirrors. Even though mustard gas is for the eyes. Uh, yeah, among other things. Yeah. No chemical warfare, no motion dazzle. <laughs> no motion dazzle. No razzle dazzle. <laughs> it's too much. Cheating. The human cannot take it. That's cheating. Too much stress. <laughs> So <laughs> I like to think the Geneva Convention is the rules against <laughs> cheating in war. That's cheating. Yeah, it's like yes yeah, the <laughs> Academy, you know, board of directors yeah. for war. You can't use the gas. That's cheating. Hey, that's not fair. It makes it too easy. <laughs> it's too easy, you gotta pull it back. <laughs> No one wants to watch it if it's mustard gas. Oh no, too much. <laughs> anyway, we should probably stop. Too fun soon. Of it. <laughs> Many people have died. Oh uh, yeah, there more people are going to die too. Yeah. It's about wartime. So I have examples of humans using all of these. Oh great. Uh, like like hunters use them. Hunters have been yeah. using it like forever. Of course, but mostly we're going to be talking about military. Because uh, that's very recent, surprisingly recent. Really? I mean, in a broad, universal sense. I mean, yeah. I guess if you are thinking about, like, even in the Civil War, here we get we're colors. Everyone's colored. Yeah, just colored people all over. <laughs> no, it's collared people. Collared people. <laughs> mm. Yes. No, colored greens. They don't call them collared people. Ah. Uh, anyway. <laughs> but uh, like, they're you know. Guerrilla fighters wearing drab colors, mm-hmm. things like that. Yeah. But people used to have like big bright red uniforms. That's true. And British uh, they, people—they do not anymore. No, or bright red pants. French people, <laughs> <laughs> or bright blue Prussians. Prussians, <laughs> yikes! America, uh, we have like ancient uh, examples. There's, sure. there's a. Uh, Someone wrote about Julius Caesar using Venetian blue on boats, kind of a blue-green color to blend into the ocean. But it's not like the standard for everyone, like maybe a regiment here or like a boat here, but it's not, you know. It's like you got one secret boy. Yeah, you got one secret boy. I mean, that's not the worst tactic because then they can see the main ones, Mm -hmm. so they'll target those ones, and then you just got secret boy coming from the side. And that's that's exactly what it says in the uh, the handbook. <laughs> it says you got secret boy coming from the side. Look, look you're going to want a secret boy. Yeah. A secret boy coming from the side. Everybody. They'll, they'll never see the boy. Flank them. Got to flank them. I mean, that's classic Sun Tzu. <laughs> secret boy from the side. <laughs> if dust in footprint, army move. Secret boy. Secret boy. <laughs> Beware of secret boy. When did uh, camouflage begin to be used Widespreadly. The 80s. No. I mean. I don't know. Which century? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. There are a lot of 80s. One of the 80s. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. I'll take it. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Uh, like 1880s, and that's sure. very soon. That's not like universal yet. Yeah. It's not real camo, but the the British start using khakis uh, with their <laughs> when they're over in India. Classic, classic khakis. They just look like such classy boys going to their job. <laughs> Which uh, khaki is a a Hindi word, means dust colored. Hmm. It's from I've always kind of wondered where khaki comes from because it's a very weird word for English because it's not English. It's not, it's a lone word. That makes sense. It is not English. Because it looks nothing like an English word. No. At all. It is not an English word. There's too many Ks. (laughs) There's like that H behind the K. And an I. It's very Mm. confusing. It's not how English do. That makes sense. we stole it like so many things from yeah, India. I shouldn't say we, the British. The British, but then everyone adopted it. Yeah, yeah. By the twentieth century, pretty much everyone's in some kind of khaki. Sure. Uh, not always dust brown. You know, the 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 green khaki is pretty standard. You want to fit in with the environment. The environment—that's the point. But it's not really camouflage. It's kind of edging up on camo. It's like now you can't see my legs. <laughs> Whoa, where are my legs, fool? <laughs> like that's not the important part. Uh, but the answer uh, for like when camo becomes truly widespread is generally World War One. Okay. Uh, and khaki is more like color blending, but you're yeah. not like proper camouflaging. It's not like a camo pattern. Right, because you're not like – you're not actually trying to blend in your surroundings, especially if you only have it on the bottom. Yeah. You're, you're just – you're getting there. You're, you are harder to see in general. Just trying to trick the eye a little. But weapons get a lot more accurate over long distances, and that's why people <laughs> uh, stop caring about, like, you, you know. It's yeah. like maybe we don't need to be bright red. We got to hide, bro. <laughs> we got to, like, not do that. It sucks. Like, before then, pretty much all, like, you, you might have a musket that's, like, not that accurate. Mm-hmm. You basically have to be right in someone's face. And at that point, camo doesn't really matter. Right, like bullets aren't even bullet shaped, they're just balls. They're just, it's a ball. And you just shove them in there with some <laughs> gunpowder, and you're just like, go! That, you have a tiny cannon. Yeah, they're tiny cannons, and cannons are not accurate. They're not accurate. They're not accurate for anyone. And if you're a general, like maybe in the thick of it, maybe way back, you gotta be able to tell who are your people and who are not your people. That's why they tell you gotta wait till you see the whites of their eyes, because if you can't see the whites of their eyes, you can't hit them. <laughs> If you can see the whites of their eyes, camo is not your main concern. No. Are you invisible? No, I can see their eyeballs. <laughs> but once you're far away mm-hmm. and people will be sniping you. So, uh, you know, it's, it's bad. Mm-hmm. You, you got to get like. Got to hide. Got it. But uh, 1890, so I'm like, that's why I'm kind of accepting 80s. Yeah. Uh, U.S. Navy Rear Admiral Bradley Fisk created an <gasps> optical device called the rangefinder. Wilson Fisk's grandfather. Uh, maybe. <laughs> I, I don't know. But, but it, anything's possible. <laughs> essentially, it's. <laughs> Could he birth a fictional character? Anything's possible. <laughs> anything's possible if you believe. Mm-hmm. Believe. I have to tell you real quick on Game Grumps today. Aaron was like, Do you think this person with the same last name is this other famous person's dad? <laughs> and, and, oh. and Dan's like, No. And then, uh,. Dan was like, do you think that Joseph Smith, who invented Mormonism, is Will Smith's grandpa? And he's like, I don't know. Maybe, you think? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Possibly. I'm like, he had. He did have a black wife. There you go. There you go. Proved. <laughs> Conspiracy theory solved. That's an easy one to do if everyone's named Smith. <laughs> yeah. Do you think all the Smiths are actually related? Yeah, every single one. Every one. They didn't take that name because of a profession at all. It's all inbreeding. Or, like, I wonder if some people didn't take that even from their profession. They were just like, Smith is a cool-sounding name. Like, that's a cool-sounding profession. So I'll Mm. say I was a Smith because I'd rather be that than, like, (laughs) Poop Shoveler. Mm. You know, Mr. James Poop Shovel. Or, like, Mr. Clean's Outhouses. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Smith is way cooler. It sounds better when it's in Russian, (laughs) but as a translated surname, it's not very cool. Very glamorous. So I'll go with Smith. It's yeah, you know, I'm a Smith. Yeah. of poop, <laughs> poop Smith. Just be ba- just be vague. It's fine. <laughs> just just be vague. Shh, shh, shh. Don't worry about Smith. <laughs> anyway, the Smith. That's why I was making that joke. Uh, so the rangefinder is basically a pair of binoculars you can put on heavy artillery. Mm, so it, well, you said cannons are not accurate, but now they can be. Yes. Uh, mostly on like ships. Oh yeah. So you can like. Sight in ships that are like miles away and be like, now I can actually hit you. Oh my gosh, I can like hit you now instead of just trying to eyeball it and guess. And then you're like frantic, be like, uh oh, now we're too close. And then you're frantic running away. You're just like, great fire, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I got you. <laughs> I got you with my fire. Yeah, follow me now. What are you going to do about it? And then run away. But even then, that's like your range is the distance you can throw yeah, yeah. a thing. It's not good range. It's not for ships. No, this not is, for battleships. This is improvement. <laughs> I couldn't throw something across the width of one ship. <laughs> Those are big things. You're not great at throwing stuff, though. They're bad boy. I hate You're throwing. You're scared of things. I hate things being thrown. You hate, yeah, you hate throwing things and things being thrown. Because they're always weapons. And like, I love... always weapons. I love catching and throwing stuff. Oh, yikes. So, by World War I, people are like, we need to, like, hide stuff. Yeah. And make them, like, harder to shoot, because now we can actually shoot stuff. Yeah. Uh, the, the, one, the one notable holdover at World War I is um, the French... Mm. They still have those bright red pants. You know what? It hides the blood. And then on the Western front, they're like, we need to not do this anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Because we're losing back. This was a really bad idea. Maybe we need to change our pants. Mm. They're like, easy. I was going to change them anyway. I'm very scared right now. Yep. Spooky. I'm very scared. But also in the world, you know, around World War I, early 20th century, there's a new art movement happening. Ooh, a movement. A, a revolution. Whoa. What is it? I don't know. It's cubism. Oh, no. <laughs> cubism. Do you know a lot about cubism? You're rolling your eyes, so squares. maybe you, it's square. Well, it's cubes, squares. There's more. It's more dimensions. It's cubes. It's a million squares. Uh, so it's a, if you don't know a lot about art history, I don't really know a lot about art history. I'm just flying mm. by the seat of my Wikipedia. Here. I don't really know a lot. It's an avant-garde art movement centered mostly in Paris, kind of mm-hmm. 1910s, 1920s. This is Picasso's art. He's yeah. like the the head of the ship, but he it gets even more abstract. It gets to the point where it's like that's. That's not anything. No. That's—it starts at Picasso, and then it gets even more blocky and abstract. It's the kind of art style where uh, it's just, like, a whole bunch of geometric shapes. It's just ugly. And then someone will tell you, it's like, oh, that's actually, like, dude picking his nose. And you're like, no, it's not. You're a bunch of a-holes. That's not a man picking his nose. Right. Like, well, and especially, like, I'm personally into, like, I really like impressionism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I like when it's, like, pretty, you know, but it's, like, you get up close to the details. And, yeah, I hate it. It's so, like, like, especially that, I don't know who's, like, piece that is or what it is that's picasso okay it just it stresses me out looking at it (laughs) like that is it called anxiety because that's what it should be called it should be it gives me anxiety looking Uh, at it we'll we'll post these pictures because it's a very visual episode yeah yeah uh, on our facebook so you can just like watch stuff Mm -hmm. Uh, but i showed her there's dude playing accordion and then there's picasso's like painting for like a dude playing an accordion they look nothing alike yeah But the idea of cubism is, like, taking a real subject Mm -hmm. and uh, sussing out its essence in, like, all of the dimensions. You're breaking it down to, like, its base elements or whatever. And then, like, reconstructing it from multiple points of view and multiple points of time. They're, like, the theoretical physicists, but they're playing a whole different game. They're just using it for chaos. That's why I don't like it. (laughs) Uh, But for... Uh, camo, it's, they basically, like, stumbled upon camo. Yeah, it's really good for camo. Like, uh, you would never guess that was a man playing an accordion, because he's disguised. His, out, <laughs> his outline is broken up. It's all just, like, hoobledy-goobledy. I'm hiding behind the microphone. And the French military sees that, and they're like, hey, why don't we do that? <laughs> let's, do, let's do cubism. There's they're an Like, idea. hey, Picasso, we'll pay you to paint these people's clothes. Kinda. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, the French army creates a whole new department devoted to camouflaging mm. uh, buildings, planes, cannons, trucks, and they hired a painter to be in charge of it. Is it Picasso? Uh, no, it was not. No. They couldn't afford him. Uh, Lucien Victor Giron de Scavola. Mm. The department was uh, known as the Camouleurs. Camouflage. Camouflage. Mm. Uh, and that's camouflage. <laughs> yeah. Oh. What does camo mean? I don't know. C a m o u I mean that makes sense. The word camouflage is very French. It is, it is French, yes. Uh, masquerading, it oh, says. Oh, how fancy! Masquerading flower. That's so cute. <laughs> Precious. That is so French. <laughs> masquerading flowers. It's very cute. Oh my gosh. Precious. But uh, painters who are involved in this are known as camouleurs. Mm, that makes they, sense. They are the flowers. They who are masquered. the masquerading flowers. <laughs> uh, so uh, Lucy and Victor Scavola is I've seen him described as a cubist, but he's very not a cubist. Mm-hmm. He's, he's more with the symbolism movement of the late 19th century. However, he knew a bunch of uh, cubists and their work, and he hired a ton of them. Nice. By 1917, the Camouflers were 3,000 strong, and they're mostly artists, working for the military to make stuff. Harder to see. Uh, so, camoufleur nowadays is known as someone who was working in camouflage in one of the world wars. Uh huh. By the time it was just like, that's just what you did. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's mostly artists, not just Cubists though, some Impressionists, Realists, do they uh, have any bakers? Uh, no, they do have uh, filmmakers, architects, cartoonists stained glass designers, printmakers, zoologists, ornithologist, and one stage magician mm. by the second world war one stage magician, yeah, we're in he's a loser. We't see we don't talk about him um I was just asking because in uh Hunger Games. That's what PETA does. That's what PETA do. <laughs> yeah. Because he is a baker's son. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, it makes perfect sense. He's basically an artist, but just with frosting. Yeah. So knowing what, we, frosting knowing what we know so far he's about. He's masquerading flower. He is the flower. He's such a flower boy. Mm-hmm. He's so soft. He's the masquerading flower. I mean, that's how he's going to win the Hunger Games. He's going to paint himself and hide. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love it. Uh so knowing what you know about I don't know, art and camouflage. Mm, someone gives so much. you a battleship and they're like, camouflage this. What are you gonna what are you gonna do? What's your idea? First idea. You wanna make it look like the ocean on the bottom and the horizon on the top. Yeah, that's like that makes sense, right? Yeah. Let me show you what they did. Oh no. Um you see that ship? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> They go the razzle dazzle route. <laughs> it's crazy it's uh so they paint it's like a zebra. It's like a drunk jazz zebra it's terrible it's it's a lot it's- I mean, it does confuse my eyes. I literally was like, "Is it a boat? <laughs> <laughs> Is it a boat?" <laughs> So they go with uh, so they for, the, for these famous huge boats, uh, dazzle camouflage, mm, dazzle boys, and uh, they're used mainly in World War One. Less after that uh, because we invent uh, sonar and like radar, and then it's easier to find them. And then we can just find them. We even don't even if it's camouflage. <laughs> we don't it doesn't have matter. to rely on a line of sight. What is it anymore? We can just do it on computers or whatever. I love. Um, I'm assuming you're not going to talk about this since it's not really camouflage. I guess it's not actually, but I love in World War II when the British will, like, release a whole bunch of, like, little pieces of metal, just, like, throw them in the air with their ships so that, like, or oh. maybe with their uh, planes so that when, like, the Germans are trying to figure out where their planes are, it's like, there's metal everywhere. <laughs> <So it's laughs> I like, haven't heard of this. It's it's like, is, I think so. This is fascinating. So it's like, what? what? Maybe it was the Germans, but I think it was the British. They're just like throw shrapnel everywhere. And then they can't tell where we are. Come you. <laughs> and then they're like <laughs> everyone's dead. It's terrible. So this uh, this terrible way of painting a boat is credited to a Norman Wilkinson, mm. although it was. Per- Posed earlier by a zoologist, John Graham Kerr, who wrote to Of course it was a zoologist. I said it was a zebra. Yep. Uh who wrote to Churchill about it in 1914. That's oh, before no. before he was a prime minister. He's like a uh, Lord of the boats at the time. <laughs> Lord of the Boats. Yeah. He's the first Lord of the Admiralty. And he's like, This is stupid. We're not gonna no, do this. Oh, it's it's ugly. <laughs> were, I was gonna say this uh, is such an anti Churchill thing to do. Like, he's like, oh, I don't care about painting the boats. They um the, the Admiralty called it freak methods of painting ships. <laughs> it does look like a freak method. It's really bad. Uh, but Wilkinson later comes back uh, and he describes it in a better way. He's like, it's not like to just confuse the eye. It's to confuse the people who are sighting in the weapons so they don't mm-hmm. know— where the ship is going. Oh, okay. And they can't anticipate where it's going to move. Like for trajectory arcs and stuff. Yeah. like yeah. So here's a a different picture of those two. And it's really hard. It is much harder to tell. Okay. Like, huh, like which direction is it facing even? It's still very dumb. It's like a lot. It's a lot. Uh, and we, we really don't know how effective they were. Honestly, I mean, did they use them? They did use them. They used a lot of them, like oh. thousands of them. Hmm. Uh, the problem is that they weren't like doing a scientific experiment. Right. They weren't writing down like they're just like go. What to, like every ship, every ship had a different pattern. So that you couldn't start recognizing uh, different ship classes yeah. by, you know. So there's no way to know scientifically, like... Like, which one works. Or which one works or if any of them work. There's no control. There's no control. There's no... They they do appear to have worked. Like, in general, they, they seem to have better, like, longevity. Okay. Uh, but, like, there aren't as many of them either. And it's yeah. Like, I, I, the numbers are weird. Yeah. Uh, but it's cool because they have something called the Women's Reserve Camouflage Corps. Hey. And uh, all these models are pretty much all designed by women. Sweet. And a lot of them are painted by women. Nice. Uh, in America, there's a specialized unit of lady artists who designed and tested all the camo techniques for nice. the military. Nice. Uh they disbanded after World War 1 but volunteered again for World War 2. Cool. And I have a lot of really like freaking cute pictures of oh, them. Oh yeah. Here they are. Painting a boat. Oh, they're so adorable. They're so cute. I love them. Here here's another one of them practicing. Mmm. <laughs> Scary. It's it's just a bunch of rocks. Mhm. But they are soup. they are super cute. Oh yeah, I love them. They're so cute. Uh, Thousands of women in France were working on camouflage. Hell, yeah. Uh, And as men were enlisted in the military front, American women uh, came up and replaced them. Let me see. In November and December 1917, newspapers started advertising for women. They're like... Do you know how to art? Because we need you to paint our stuff. If anyone ever tells you art's not important, they're like, please join our stuff. If you are a um, jobless artist at the moment, consider a job in the military. That's how we won World War Two. That's how we <laughs> won. <laughs> uh, they were hiring like one to four people a day. And they're like, wow. we need all the ladies to paint all the stuff. You don't even have to be good at art. Can you paint? <laughs> yeah. And they're recruiting photographers as well. So nice. you can, like, test all your stuff, observe differences and stuff. Do you have a camera? Do you have a camera? Just join us. Do you have eyeballs? Help. And a brush? We're dying. You can do it. You can make these ships look like crazy. You can be part of the resistance. <laughs> uh, so that's... Uh, I've been wanting to tell you about those boats for so long. They're insane. They're so amazing. Uh, have you ever heard... I'm kind of switching gears here. Sure. To World War Two. World <laughs> War Z. Wow. Have you ever heard of Boeing's fake uh, neighborhood? No. Oh, my gosh. I'm so happy. I don't think so. So this is uh, kind of local history for us. Ooh. But during World War Two, Boeing... Erected oh, a s- Boeing. Boeing. For some reason, I did not hear it right. I still don't know. <laughs> David Bowie's fake neighborhood. <laughs> I haven't heard of it. I thought he said Broing, I think. <laughs> <right>. <laughs> Broin. Bro, dude. Have you heard of Broin's neighborhood? <laughs> have you heard of like the Bros' fake neighborhood? <laughs> it's like a lot. It's like tight. So, World War Two, dose-ish dose. Boeing made a second. Facility to make planes. The sure. first one was kind of outdated. It was mostly for making like wooden planes. Right. Like we got to make cool. We got to make metal boys. Yeah. And this is in south of Seattle. Thousands of people at one point, nearly half of them were ladies. Nice. We're working on uh, making making planes, making big boys. They made just shy of 7,000 B 17 flying fortresses. Nice. Among other things. They also made like B 29s. Nice. And That's later, a lot of planes. Yeah. And later they were making like 737s. B 52s. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Pearl Harbor happens. Yikes. Uh, and Seattle's like on the West Coast and they're like, oh, yeah, oh it's so nearby for us. We should like, uh, maybe what would w- go? We should like hide this? Oh, hide the planes. Hide the stuff i mean so we, they don't boom kaboom on us so they don't kaboom them that's especially fair. the facility where you're making the stuff i mean hawaii is pretty far away but still a good idea yeah i mean it, you're more in danger than uh you know new york i mean we did, we did get attacked by that balloon that balloon came and attacked attacked <laughs> in like 56 or something <laughs> in oregon oh my gosh so the 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 Boeing people decide to camouflage the entire facility. Cool, and they do this by putting a fake neighborhood on the roof. Awesome, and uh, it's all like built of fabric and plywood. Uh, the entire facility, it's like a campus. It's 1.7 yeah. million square feet. Nice. It's like eight football fields. Nice. All all at once. And uh, it has fake roads, fake trees, fake houses. The ground is made of burlap, canvas, and chicken wire. That's so cool. Some of the buildings are just like four feet tall because it only has to be disguised from the air. Right. So they need to be full it's brilliant. size. Uh, and they they complete it in 1944. So I've a little heard, late. I've heard, <laughs> a little late, but they. But uh, I guess we don't join till late. So. <laughs> uh, but they, I've, I've seen it called the Boeing Wonderland. Ooh. And they, they put people on top to kind of, like, take little photos and stuff, but no one actually goes up there. Oh, sure. The actual facility is all underneath, of course, and they have little, like, tunnels and different cafeterias and restrooms Ooh, and stuff. Oh, tunnels. So you can stay hidden. But here's one. Here's a picture of people just, like, on the roof and there's one from the air. Oh wow. Yeah, that looks like it's just like city time. Right. It's dark. It is dark. <laughs> but otherwise. But uh, I'm like it's like way too dark, but then I'm like I guess it's supposed to like be grass. And like maybe from the air you just think that it was like I don't know, burnt at some point. Right. Or you know, maybe they use more It doesn't make water it look suspicious. It's just strange. No, and especially if you were, like, attacking at night, you would never. Yeah, and ever, if you're, like, way high up, like, whatever. Especially if it's, like, look, we're looking for, like, a huge building with planes all over. And you're, like, mm-hmm. that's that's nowhere to be found. It's, like, have I ever talked to you about the base in Moses Lake? I don't think so. So, like, kind of almost outside of Moses Lake, like, town. I think it actually is outside, technically, of Moses Lake, yeah. like, proper um, there's this neighborhood called the base. <laughs> yeah. Because it was an air force base mm-hmm. previously and now people just now it's neighborhoods. So yeah. people just live there. But the roads in there are so confusing because They were made that way on purpose, is what I've heard, (laughs) Hmm. because it was an air force base and they wanted it to be confusing, so that you like only could do it if you worked there and you knew where stuff was. Right. And so, but I used to work in Moses Lake and deliver pizza, and it was impossible. (laughs) No, they do not design military bases for pizza delivery people. No. And as soon as like as soon and like ours had like a big map because this was like. I deliver pizza, like, when there's GPS on your phone, kind of, but Mm -hmm. it's not very good (laughs) because I'm, like, kind of old. And so we had a map at the store that had good GPS so that you could kind of see approximately where it was. And, like, it's not – we don't deliver very far, so it's not that hard. Sure. As long as you can see, like, this is where it is. You can figure it out when you get there Mm -hmm. Uh, because you, like, know the street and address and stuff. But – Every time you'd see it was in the base, you're like, no. No. Like, Who wants to take this? Who it's wants- a base mission. Who wants to go? We need our best. <laughs> I can't do it, dude. To infiltrate. It sucks. Because you might you might have a bomb instead of a pizza. Yeah. You so, gotta, they, so they have to camouflage. <laughs> they got to camouflage. It's not really camouflage, <laughs> but it's the, same, it's the same idea as, like, <clears throat> the dazzle. It's to confuse me. Right. It's, <clears throat> it's not supposed to be easy. Right. It's not to be easy. No. So um, remember that stage magician? Yes. <laughs> so in World War II, yeah. uh, a filmmaker, uh, Jeffrey Barkus. Does he who- make the canal disappear? Well, he, uh, no. Okay. <laughs> he doesn't. He says he did. Okay. But he did But not. he's that guy. He's that guy. Okay. He is that guy. Yay. Uh, so Jeffrey Barkis ran the Middle East Command Camouflage Directorate during like 1941 to 42. It Makes it sound so fancy. Yeah, in the when it's like Western we paint Devon. things, <laughs> we paint <laughs> the directorate, <laughs> uh, including the successful operation Operation Bertram. Bertram. Uh, the stage magician is a dude named Jasper Masculine. Mm. I like the name Jasper. He looks exactly like you think he would. Mm. He's um slicked back hair, yep. black, black turtleneck, yep. uh, thin mustache. Yep. He does dramatic things with his hands in yep. all of his photographs. Yep. He when you think he's always voguing. He's always voguing. Mm-hmm. It's he's terrible. He he's in a lot of very dramatic stories and this is the Suez Canal. Yeah. Uh fiction which does not appear to have ever actually happened. Mm. Uh like they were going to make a movie of it with Tom Cruise and then all of this stuff is like, "Oh, we don't think he actually did not not, not real. None of this happened. I mean, you can still make a movie out of it. Right. <laughs> but they, they immediately cut off all development of like, that movie. the favorite is nominated for an Oscar, and some of those people weren't even alive at the same time in that movie. Yeah, exactly. Do whatever you want. So the story goes that Jasper saved the port of Alexandria and the Suez Canal from bombing by making a exact— Replica, or, you know, a serviceable replica, and placing it, like, a few miles away. Okay. So the Germans, like, bombed the wrong place. Sure. Uh, and it doesn't appear that that was ever a thing. At least no one will admit it. There's no corroborating witnesses. There's hmm. no, like, paperwork. No one will admit that it ever, like, happened. There's no, like... Sources. There's no sources. There's no physical evidence, even, hmm. of it happening. That does make things difficult. Uh, Jasper seems to have been encouraged to lie about his, um,. Do you really have to encourage magicians to lie? I don't think <laughs> it's so. It's kind of their job. <laughs> he is encouraged uh, to perpetuate the his mythical status. I mean, sure. By uh, Brigadier Dudley Clark, who recruited him mm. to work for MI9 in Cairo. Oh. So, like, people are like, yeah, go ahead and lie, because it, like, makes us look super good. Right. And we'll get more funding. And, like, when you're in wartime, <laughs> yeah. like, the best thing you can do, you know, like, the, the whole purpose of camouflage is to, like, confuse people. Yeah. Or to, like, make them think that things are different than they are. Yeah. Yeah, and you do the same thing with information, right? Yeah, feed them a whole bunch of false nonsense, <laughs> and uh, and then they won't know what's real and what's fake, right? And Dudley's like, uh, like you're clearly lying, but like it's good for the cause, so, like whatever. Yeah, and I don't think Jasper like had any idea or cared that he was being used for misinformation. And uh, once again, he's a magician because he takes it seriously. That's uh, his job. After the war, he's like, look at all the stuff I did. He makes like a book. He writes a book, uh, and he takes. Uh, he takes uh, credit for Operation Bertram. Okay. which Like it was my idea. I did this. I'm the man. There was another head camouflager, camoufleur involved, but he died, after, you know, before the war ended. Ah. So, uh, you know. So, he's like, I did everything myself. <gasps> Jasper's like, I'm going to take credit and none of you can say I didn't because they're dead. No one else is in the building but me. They're dead. But Bertram, <laughs> cool move is uh, if you're sad because you're like that Suez Canal stereo was so cool – Operation Bertram's kind of the same thing, but even better, because mm. it's real and it happened. Oh, hold on before we move on. That's such a, like, Paul McCartney it's, move. Yeah. Of, like, he's like, well, John Lennon's dead, so now I'm just going to say I wrote all the songs. <laughs> yeah, he's basically that. And I'm like, dude, be quiet. No, and mm-hmm. there's no Yoko Ono around. and be like, oh, hell nah. Oh, hell nah. There's a reason you put that you both wrote all the songs, doofus. You doof. I'll kill you. I'm scared of Yoko Ono a little bit. Yeah, he should be. Like, I would never want to be her enemy. I only want to be her friend. Yeah, same. (laughs) We love you. (laughs) Don't kill us. So, Operation Bertram, which Mm -hmm. is such a British operation. Right. It's, like, such a British name. Operation Bertie, Bertram Willsbury. <laughs> you know, oh, <laughs> uh, the only Bertram in, in the entire history of Earth is Bertram Worcester, who is a fictional character whose butler's named Jeeves. Mm-hmm. And you can't get more British than that. And that's why Yahoo asked Jeeves. That's how. That's how Yahoo knows. Mm-hmm. Remember. Remember Yahoo. <laughs> remember mm. it still exists. Remember. Anyway. No, remember. Ask Jeeves. <laughs> remember ask Jeeves. So Operation Bertram is super big. You know, it's, like, no big deal. You just have to make a fake army Mm -hmm. complete with thousands of tanks, ammunition, all the other litter of a war zone. Mm -hmm. Make the enemy think you're coming from the south when you're actually coming from the north. Mm -hmm. And have them think you're coming on a different day. Mm. So it's, like, no problem, right? Sneaky boys. It's, like, no issue. The camouflage people are, like, can totally do that. Yeah. we can totally do that. So, (sighs) clearly I was mistyping. I put... Oh, no, no, it's the year. Oh, my gosh. I thought it was like a day. It's October 42. I'm like, that's not a month. Nope. That's not a day of month. (laughs) No, it's the year 42, 1942. Mm -hmm. The Axis forces, uh, mostly Germans, you know, a couple Italians or whatever. Yeah, that's the Germans, the bad. Uh, They're they're stalled out and losing ground in Egypt against the Allies, Mm -hmm. mostly the Brits. The Allies know there's going to be a freaking showdown, and they're like, we're going to end this. Have I ever told you how much it annoys me that both of their names start with A's? It's not good. It it gets really confusing. Mm-hmm. That's why as soon as you said Axis, I was going to be like, that's the bad guys. <laughs> that's the bad guys. That's And, you know, normally I wouldn't in a war say that's the bad guys and the good guys, but we <laughs> all know. <laughs> we all know. They lost. They don't get to complain. In this one, it's very clear. <laughs> some of them lost twice. Mm-hmm. You don't get to... Say we weren't the bad guys. You no. had you had skulls on your your hats. Mm-hmm. You were the baddies. And so the the Allies' plan is to camo a thousand tanks in the in the north by making them look like trucks. Oh, yeah. I okay, mean, it's not too hard, especially like from the air. No, I just, just, just assumed they were going to make it look like the surroundings. <laughs> so it's like when you're like, we're going to paint this tank to make it look like a truck. I'm like, oh. Oh. All I can think of is a cries video uh-huh. um where he's like, "Oh, did you paint the Panzer?" <laughs> <laughs> it's like, "Oh yeah, much camouflage, yeah." They they did do that. Yeah, that's I what did. I'm saying. They did do that. Just not this case. Mm-hmm. So they make all the tanks look like trucks uh, just by putting like little <laughs> Uh, you know, just like little frames around them. Yeah. So they have the, sh- the shape. He's They're like, like shape. I drive a tank. I mean, a truck. <laughs> uh, but then, perhaps more impressively, in the South, where they want their fake army to look, like where they want the Germans mm-hmm. to think the army is, they have uh, like 2,000 inflatable tanks. Yeah, I know about the tanks. The tanks. <laughs> Yay. Uh so it's just like a whole bunch of bouncy castle mm-hmm. tanks in the desert. It's so funny. It's very cute. Yay. But it's not just that. Mm-hmm. They, uh, you know, they're like plywood frames over Jeeps. Right. Which helps. But they I also- thought you were going to say they painted trucks to look like tanks. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise, Germans. Ha-ha! I almost did. I was like, do a German accent. My brain was like, do it, do it. And and I'm you're like, like, no, no, no. They're, not they're, the, it's they're not, British. It's not time. It's <laughs> not time yet. Not right now. Uh, so they, they also manufacture supply dumps, just like fake uh-huh. stuff out in the desert. They have storage buildings, railway supply lines, construction sounds and radio chatter to like confuse the Germans that stuff's actually happening. Mm-hmm. Like it's a whole big thing. They're really putting on a show. And they keep adding stuff. They're giving them the razzle and the dazzle. And they're just putting on the dazzle. Man. We're going to dazzle you. And the Razu movement dazzle, <laughs> and they just keep adding traffic, mm-hmm. and like the, the the really cute thing, the cherry on top is they have a fake pipeline mm. under construction, and they it never quite gets finished. Mm. It's like always just a little bit behind schedule, and the. That makes the Germans think, like, oh, there's no way they're going to be attacking soon. They haven't even gotten their pipeline ready. Mm. It's all, they're only doing like a mile a day. What a bunch of fools. It's like they aren't all on speed like we are. What, they bunch of fools? So slow. Yeah, they're very slow. (laughs) It's a stupid pipeline. No, no. (laughs) Uh, We are intercepting so much radio chatter. No. Stop. (laughs) <laughs> they think they are getting away with it, but they are not. Don't, don't. <laughs> it's German, it's gonna be sad. <laughs> we love you, Germany, just not at the time. No, no. So, uh. It's a Nazi accent, it's not you. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, so they think the British are like weeks away from, a, you know. Sure. For a little invasion. Uh, and then the Brits just, uh, you know, whip off all their all their disguises, and they attack from the north, like, immediately. And Surprise! Like, Surprise, mother Eva! Mm-hmm. What you gonna do? Except they would never say that, because they're British. Be like, tally ho! <laughs> <laughs> and the Germans are like, ah! <laughs> Nein! <Nine! laughs> How can this be? Nine not like this! That's more French. <laughs> it's kind of French. So uh, German and French, is hard to tell. Uh, they They invade October 23rd. That's the date, not the year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, they went back two decades <laughs> to invade earlier. They went back in time. And the Axis was totally caught with their pants down. Damn. And they're like, what? I don't even know what war you're talking about. Their their pants are down all the way. Okay. All the way to the floor. <laughs> okay. They have to, like, bend over to get it, like, out of their boots. Uh-huh. It's really bad. But it was a total success for the Allies. Hooray! They're like, you idiots. Ah. You were fooled the whole time. Surprise. but you saw it. You thought you saw the last of us. And they, they talked to prisoners of war and they read all the German intelligence. And they're like, oh, yeah, we thought you had like an extra division that you didn't have. And we thought you were like weeks away from invading. Yeah. And... The it we were totally fooled. Gosh darn, you tricked us. Yeah, we were totally fooled. I obviously PO, being a POW is not a cool thing. And it's not a good time, but I love that it's POW. <laughs> yeah, it is POW. And in this case, they are like Nazi prisoners of war. So um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. but I just like that it's POW. POW. How you like me now? Rhythm will not allow <laughs> you to win the war. <laughs> <laughs> that's the razzle dazzle. <laughs> I did it. That's the old razzle dazzle. So that's a little bit about camouflage. Was it it? Uh, well, I mean, even now they're still making a ton of leaps forward nowadays. Pixelized, yeah. It's really weird, and it's uh like you wouldn't think just like even from like the early two thousands they would be making that big of leaps in camo. Yeah. But they are, like, they do tests. The way they test them is they take a first-year cadet with twenty twenty vision, mm-hmm. and they see how long it takes them to identify someone who's in camo and how long it takes them to react. Ah. And they're knocking off, like, so in the old camo, it would take them, like, maybe like a second, maybe a little under a second. Okay. But with, like, the pixelated camo, it's, like, two or three seconds. Whoa. It's a huge amount of difference. Yeah. Uh, it's like... I'm very impressed with you. Yeah. I'm very impressed with like well, the work you're doing. Why does it take so much longer? It's just like a better pattern. Oh. Like for our eyeballs. Yeah, like to your eyeball be confused by. Your eyeball just like can't do it. Yeah. It's just like oh not an- functioning. Another thing that's new is uh the The camo works on multiple, like, wavelengths of light. Mm -hmm. So nowadays we have night vision, so things have to be camoed not only for daytime, but also in the kind of black and white, low light visibility uh, sense. Like, you're wearing night vision, and suddenly your camo Uh that works during the day is, like, fluorescent. Uh It's like, no, 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 it has to work at night, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Hold on, i got to go to Snopes. Determined. Snopes. Snopes. That's not what you're for. Unconfirmed. I just, I remember hearing about this story before when I was in high school Mm -hmm. that um, the Germans, like, built this fake uh, airfield, and then uh, when the British found it, they thought, like, the British would bomb there instead of elsewhere, like, where their real one was, and that they just dropped a wooden bomb on them. (laughs) yeah and they're like like we know it's fake, you're stupid, uh, we know it's fake, but Snope says its status is undetermined. uh, you idiot, we know it's not real, but i i I love that we did talk though about different like towns that were constructed that are fake, yeah, or like bases or whatever <laughs> like, like clearly the, people were doing that. The whole thing is like not even real, right, and I just love the like old school savageness of just like sending the plane and they're like oh man they're gonna Ooh, do it here it comes yeah and then they like and then nothing blows up and they're like what and then they go over there but no, it's just a wooden bomb that's like we know morons Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we gotcha we saw you coming and on, we don't care on the ss loser you're the ss loser mm-hmm so uh, i wanted to show you I'm showing her a picture of a Swedish Visby class Corvette, uh, oh. which it you can kind of see it has elements of, yeah. like color blocking. Mm-hmm. So it's like oh, it's like a sensible version of Razzle Dazzle instead of like giant acid tripping zebra. Yeah, but even the shape of it is an anti radar stealth design. Oh, so camo has come quite quite a long way. Oh. Hmm. But I wanted to show you, so in in the old times, mm-hmm. back when people were still wearing bright uniforms, they would have things called rifle units that are basically just like snipers or an attempt at snipering. Sure. But they would wear green so they, you know, blend in a bit more. And it's just this, just this picture of role-playing snipers doing really stupid. <laughs> Laying all the way back, holding it with your feet. Yeah. like That's what, what I would do. What a loser. And so here's a picture of a, a tank that is look it looks like a truck. And I drive a truck. It does kinda of look like a truck. I mean yeah. the wheels I feel like are the giveaway. The right. bottom part. Oh, here's what I was talking about before. It's called chaff. Uh, <laughs> chaff. It says chaff, originally called Window by the British and Dupel. What what do you do when there's an umlaut on a U? Isn't it just ooh? I don't know. Like Uber? Duple. <laughs> <laughs> by the second world war era german luftwaffel uh Luftwaffe. <laughs> luftwaffel waffles <laughs> luftwaffel i love waffles <laughs> um It's a radar countermeasure in which the aircraft or other targets spread a cloud of small, thin pieces of aluminum, metallized glass fiber, or plastic, which either appears as a cluster of primary targets on radar screens or swamps the screen with multiple items. Oh, my gosh. So basically it just ruins it. It's like, what's the actual thing (laughs) and what's the garbage? Yeah. What is it? You'll never tell. Mm, Whatever. But it's called chaff. Chaff. Because you throw out the chaff. Get it. Now you're throwing it back in. In with the wheat. Where's the wheat? Where's the chaff? You'll never know. You won't see the wheat because the chaff is hiding us. Because <laughs> the chaff. The chaff <laughs> is dazzling you. What cha. But yeah. So that one's real. cha That I, one's that's cool. I knew something. Chaff. Which is that's a fun like thing too, just like as a different kind of camouflage, right? Like that's Because it's the same idea, but it's like how do we disguise ourselves from the devices? Like you were saying about, like, mm-hmm. make sure that it works with, like, you know, night vision. It's right. like you got to—as as technology evolves, you got to change your methods. The arms race of war. Right. And camo. I don't think chaff would work anymore. But at the time, very useful. <laughs> It'd be very confusing. <laughs> what the hell is that? What is it? But, I mean, I think we'd figure it out pretty quick. Right. Especially, like, in an age where so much of— Uh, war is high-tech and computerized. Yeah, it's like GPS now, so it's like... If you just saw, like, a whole bunch of, like, stuff on your radar, like, what the hell is that? Switch over to your GPS. It's chaff, sir. It's chaff. It's the chaff. (laughs) What a chaff. But anyway, that's that's what I was thinking of. That's (laughs) what it was. I'm Uh, glad at least one of the stories I wanted to tell was real, and the other one is not at least, determined at least one of them the other one and even non-determined it's like who knows maybe it's real maybe we just don't have the evidence i hope yet. so because it's so funny i wanted to talk about um i kind of skipped over it but like the opposite of camo and uh in military dress uh-huh i suppose i talked about like red coats right. is the obvious one but like i think on the far side of the spectrum is like aztecs Oh yeah. Who they get the the more experience you get as a warrior, like the bigger and more flamboyant you are, the more like shiny and the more shiny and like rad you look. Peacocking your outfit is, which is so the biggest and baddest soldiers can find each other on yeah, the battlefield to kill each other. Well, to take them captive. You don't no, want you sure. don't you don't want to kill them. You you kill them later. Yeah. at the sacrificial altar. Right. But you want to get that big bad boy. Yeah, they, they like, gamified war. It's kind of great. Like, mm-hmm. if you steal someone else's kill, you get killed. Like, right. you get penalized for that. Yeah, that's not okay. That's not, like, cool. You can't just steal other people's it's stuff. A, it's weird because I feel like the Aztecs are normally seen as very, um, like, savage in mm-hmm. what they did, which is understandable because some of their methods are very, like, aggressive. Very brutal. Yeah, and so, so obviously, sure. But, like... They're in, in a lot of ways like what you're describing is very like samurai behavior. Oh yeah. It's all like honor based. Yeah. Which I've never heard of actually with Aztecs. Mm-hmm. And it's like I'm interested in the like uh I don't know, implications of that. Oh yeah. We in that talk like about Aztecs. It's not like hilarious well, history, but right. it is very interesting. Well, and I'm interested in like the difference between um the idea that like we consider this group of people, and maybe it's because of when they were around, or maybe it's because of the area, or whatever, mm-hmm. or they're like what we know because of their associations with other groups of people around them. Right. But we consider them to be like, oh, they're terrible and evil and aggressive and mean and gross. We're, yeah. And then like samurais, it's like no, but they're noble and respectable. And, <laughs> right. And it's like they're doing the same thing. It's it's like really pretty close. Like, I think it's like the whole samurais don't like take people alive and then take them back to their temple and then sacrifice them while they're alive and, like, eat their hearts and stuff? I mean, that's fair. I think that's maybe part of it a little bit. <laughs> it's probably the main part. It might be, like, a factor. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, they are, like, cutting off people's heads, raping people, you know. Yeah, like, the Like, cutting out their own guts. Like, it's pretty. it's pretty gross. Pretty, like, nasty. It's just there's no sacrifice, I guess. Yeah. Because they're not religious. But anyway, the biggest people on the battlefield got to find each other because there's no honor in fighting little little babies. Right. You got to find the biggest, baddest dude and take them down. Well, see, when you said that, too, that just made me think of all—like, that's why I thought of Samurais is because that's, yeah. like, like that's what Tomoe Gozen did, right? Like, mm-hmm. she she's like, I need a big boy to kill yeah, before I'm finished. Give me that big slice of steak. And, she, and clearly she can figure out who it is. But I think Elliot. that's mostly because they have, like—because they're in, like, a group, mm-hmm. and it's, like, one person has, like, attendance. Right. So you can tell, like, who As the main guy is. They have the trappings. Yeah. I don't know about outfits, but maybe. I don't know. I don't know that much about... Uh, They're clearly not trying to hide. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. It's, like, a, it's in the era of, like, hand-to-hand combat. Yeah. Having camo does not help you. No. Like we said, camouflage is new. It's pretty new. I think you have, like, you know, ninjas and stuff, but that's not open warfare. No. That is like a very separate, specific, uh, stealthy person. Assassination. That is assassination. That is not warfare. Anyway. (laughs) Anyway. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed learning about how people hide so that they can kill even more people. (laughs) Have you ever seen that book, How to Paint Cats or whatever? No. So people paint cats. Don't. Sometimes. No. Uh, I mean... Some of it's just for decoration, but other times they do it, like, specifically to help wildlife avoid their cats if they're outside cats. Oh, okay. So, you know, it has some— It's not bad. It has some interesting applications. I want to see the people from— Skin Wars. Skin Wars. Skin Wars. <laughs> Skin Wars. I had no idea. Oh, my gosh. Skin Wars. I want Wars. those people to go into the military and paint stuff. <laughs> that is the exact thing they're doing, like, the ones where they, like— yeah. Have to disguise them into like a background. Mm-hmm. There you go, military. That's what they're ap- doing. Military application. Camouflage. They're really cool too. It is pretty cool. When it's it works. amazing. Some of those people are so good at it. When it works, you're like, oh my gosh! Your like mind explodes. Your body is fish. Yeah. No. Yeah. That girl kissing that fish, and you can't even see the fish. And I'm like, what is happening? What is happening? Oh, but anyway, the cats. I want someone to do a razzle dazzle on a cat. We should post that picture of um the the fish. We should find the picture of the oh, yeah. fish and post that. So like all the can stuff we it. talked about, we should post all. Yeah, of it. yeah, 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 yeah. You'll see it if you go to our Facebook page, Hysterical History, on Facebook. Yeah, I'll get like a a gift packet of images ready. So when the Sounds episode good. goes up, we'll just like blast you, bam, razzle dazzle, yeah, pow. But wouldn't it be so cute if you had a little black and white cat and you just like crazy zebra stripes? It'd be cute. I'm like, oh my gosh, where are you going? <gasps> What's your header? Where? North? South? Trajectory? How will I hit you with the torpedo? <laughs> pew! Pew! As you launch, like, lawn darts at it? I don't know. <laughs> lawn darts? I couldn't think of anything. Uh, Nerf bullets? Nerf bullets. Yeah. Use something non When you painful. shoot your cat with a toy gun. Yeah. We should get a cat. No. Anyway, <laughs> thanks for joining us. You can find us, uh obviously, on your podcast app. You can find... Or you can email us at hysterical history podcast at gmail.com. Please send us in your suggestions, your painted cat camouflages. We definitely want to see those. Oh, my gosh. Please. Um, if you're a body artist, painter, person, yeah. send us your cool things. Mm-hmm. We want to see it. And if you yeah. have any suggestions for topics, send them to us, and we will do them eventually. And check out our sister podcast, The Screamies. <laughs> yeah. Screamies Horror Awards. Talk about horror movies. We're so close to being finished with last year's movies and then we will give you out the awards. But you know what? It's like the Oscars haven't even happened. Right. So I like, feel it's like, awards award season. Yeah. If That's what they do for the real awards. If you're on schedule with the Oscars, like it's fine. Yeah. Whatever. Then we're the same as the Oscars. You're basically the Oscars <laughs> is a thing. Um, uh, but you can find us at Screamies podcast pretty much everywhere. Yeah, we'll have a link on our Yeah. Our thing. Give it a listen, man. Even if you don't like listening to, or you don't care about horror movies, maybe if you like listening to How I Talk Here, you'll like it over there too. And plus, I won't be there, <laughs> so it'll be so better? it'll be even better. Well, <laughs> Alyssa's got a good podcast. Alyssa voice. is so great to listen to. Mm-hmm. Love Alyssa; she's great. A plus human. A plus. A plus. Alyssa. It's the the Alyssa and Alexis Power Hour. <laughs> Double A. I don't have. An A for my name. No, it's not nearly as catchy. Only if you, may, what if I go by Ailey? No, it's terrible. <laughs> Although then we would all be no. Never mind. I was going to say we'd all be Al, but you'd be Ale, so that doesn't. Mm-hmm. No. And our other roommate could be eight. N- no, eight. Alexis, Alyssa, and Ailey. It's terrible. I think we only need three A's because then we can be like triple A. Triple A. Hmm. True. Anyway, bye. As it is, you're just Alcoholics Anonymous. Bye. Bye. Auf Wiedersehen.